You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode number 17, season seven. I'm your man, Edub. Come on in. Come on in, y'all. We got we got a we got a show tonight, y'all. We got a show tonight. Um, well, actually, where whenever you're listening to the show, it could be morning, afternoon, whatever. We are very appreciative that you took time out of your schedule to join the Hawks Feet Podcast, the very best Atlanta Atlanta Hawks podcast on the net. Yes, I said it. I said it. Uh, Hawks fall short tonight against the Brooklyn Nets. A very, very entertaining game tonight. Uh, Hawks fall 132 to 128. We're going to get into the nuts and bolts of the game. And in typical Hawks fashion, <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks Twitter was outrageous. It was outrageous, man. Uh, we're going to talk about that, man. Look, I got some page. I got some notes that I took. I might even go off script. I might even go off script tonight because we're going we gonna to go into it. And listen, you might even be mad at your boy. Or you might even be mad at me. For what I got to say tonight, but I'm gonna say it, that gummit. And if you don't like what I got to say, hit me up on Twitter and let's have a talk. But uh, nevertheless, man, Hawks lose 132, 128, a barn burner. 
uh, tonight. Brooklyn gets the dub. And, uh, yeah, man, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. But first and foremost, let's get uh, some of this housekeeping out the way. If this is your first time into the podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for checking us out, for spending some of your time with us. Uh, This is the best Atlanta Hawks podcast on the net. Take off your shoes, relax your feet, and uh, we're just going to kick it for the next 20 or 30 minutes or so. Um, A lot of what we do is on the social media front, so make sure you're following us on Twitter at Hawksbeat. That's all one word, at Hawksbeat. That goes for the same for Instagram and Facebook as well. You can find us there. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to the YouTube as well, man. We really want uh, to get our subscriptions up. And when you have some extra time, make sure you go by Apple Podcast and give us a nice five-star rating. So uh, we will greatly appreciate that as well. So um, like we always do, what we're going to do um, is we're going to hear from one of our sponsors. And I got to say this, a few days left on the opportunity that we've been pro- uh, broadcasting on for this month with our Manscaped promotion that we have. We're going to hear the commercial in just a moment, but uh, the, the promotion is going to go on for a few more days. So if you have not, if you have not picked up your Manscaped gear, uh, your Manscaped uh, razor or, or uh, deodorant or, or oils or anything that they have, make sure you go by manscaped.com to uh, check that out, man. You're going to hear the commercial in a few, only a few more days running that promo. We're actually working on some promos for the month of, of, of February as well. So, uh, yeah, we want you to make sure you you uh, support those as well. Because, look, I'm going to tell you like this. I'm not going to promote anything that I myself don't believe in or I myself uh, haven't uh, used or, or I, I don't get down like that. I don't get down like that. But we're going to get into this game, y'all. Uh, after this quick commercial break, you listen to the Hawksbeat Podcast, episode number 17. It's your man, E-Dub. Support for the Hawksbeat Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the very best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Fellas, we got to talk. Now listen, I know many of y'all like to go to the barbershop. But too many of y'all are looking like Don King below the waist. That's why I'm here to talk to you about Manscaped. Manscaped just released a new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. Now, when I say premium, I mean premium. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes and it has waterproof technology, so you can do it in the shower where nobody's watching. Fellas, I know you like to go to the barbershop and get the fresh haircut confidence boost. Don't take that Don King into 2021. Listen, let's get that bush to tush nice and clean. Here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to give you 20% off free shipping with the code HAWKSBEAT at manscaped.com. That's right. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code HAWKSBEAT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. Free at manscaped.com. Just use the code HAWKSBEAT and let's not take that Don King into 2021. All right, folks, let's get into it. Let's get ready to rumble. Uh, Brooklyn gets the win tonight over the Atlanta Hawks, 132 to 128. 
uh, pushing the Hawks to nine and nine. Uh, and the Brooklyn Nets, uh, they are up to 12 and eight. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. Sky's not falling. Listen to me. Listen to me. The sky is not falling. All right. I want you guys to get yourselves together. Okay. Get yourselves together. Um, Let's do this before I do the the recap, and I might not even do the recap because most of you guys, if you're listening to this pod, I'm sure that you watch the game. Um, I'll do a, maybe a brief recap, but I want to go back and I want to examine uh, the keys to the game. So, if you are kind of new to the podcast, one of the things that we do is on my Twitter timeline. Again, follow us on Twitter at Hawks Beat. That's all one word. Uh, one of the things that we do is uh, we, we give out keys to the game. I was a little late today. On, <laughs> I did it like right before the tip off, but we got the keys to the game. And so let's go back and see what I had to say a couple hours ago before the game, uh, before the Hawks and the, the Nets tipped off. So let me see. I really need to start um, having this queued up. I apologize, y'all. I'm scrolling my timeline, looking at my all my in-game tweets and stuff. Um, but you guys should be proud of me, man. I ain't fight with nobody today. I didn't engage nobody in no foolishness, but, uh, here it is. All right. So, uh, a little late, but here are my keys for the game Hawks nets. First key I had, I said, Brooklyn is vulnerable on the defensive side of the ball. So you're going to have to empty the clip offensively. Got to make shots. Don't settle for lazy threes. <clears throat> How do I feel the Hawks did on that? think they did an amazing job you put up 128 points that's emptying the clip that's emptying the clip I thought for most part um, I didn't see a lot of bad shots listen you take you take uh 60 something shots in the game 70 something shots however many shots you take in the game you're going to take some bad shots but what you want to do you want to make sure that you're not taking a whole bunch of bad shots right and you want to make sure you're not taking those bad shots at bad times that is the difference when I talk about shot selection. The Atlanta Hawks took 94 shots. Some of those shots are going to be bad, right? They're going to be bad, but you want to make sure that when you take bad shots, it's not really detrimental to you. Uh, I said don't settle for lazy threes. Uh, they shot 39%. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. You're almost at 40%. I'm okay with 39% uh, shooting threes. So, um, Check on the first uh, key. Second key, I said the big three will get theirs best you can do is make them work for their buckets and not let any of the supporting cast go off i would probably give them a c here right because the big three was special and watching them is just like yo the luxury of having those three ball players like there would be moments where james would just like go off and then it's like Okay, well, let me pass the baton to, to Kyrie. Then Kyrie would do his thing. And then just when you think you don't had enough, here comes Kevin Durant. <laughs> it's almost not fair. It's almost not fair. I thought the supporting cast that killed you was not Joe Harris. Even though he only had six points, he was a plus 18. I don't know about that, but uh, I think the guys that kill you was Jeff Green, when they went to that lineup and they went small, we're going to talk about that lineup and we're going to talk a little bit about matchups. All right. We got, we got to go back to the basics. I got to talk to you guys about matchups and how matchups are played in the NBA. Uh, Jeff Green, when he went to the five is a tough matchup. 
It's a tough matchup for Clint Capella. It's actually even a tough matchup for uh, John Collins if you're keeping it a buck. Right, if you're keeping it a buck, it's even a tough matchup for John Collins. And I thought the Brown kid, um, I don't know if it's Bruce Brown or whatever his name was, um, I thought he got in the trade in the fourth and overtime. It was just, yo, man, like I know Trey isn't the best defender, but yo, man, like he was cooking, like he was cooking Trey in the fourth quarter. And in OT, he got a couple buckets, I believe. But um, yeah, those guys, those two guys were there. I think what the difference in the game. And again, you only lost by four. You only lost by four, but your inability to, uh, you know, Jeff Green hit that one three in the corner. That was just, a, it, it, it hurt. <laughs> it hurt. And those some of those buckets that uh, Brown got in the fourth corner were big. I thought they were big. Uh, the last key that I have, I said, if the Hawks are to win, their big three, and I said, no, I said their big four of Trey, Hunter, Colin, Collins, excuse me, and Capella got to go for 20 plus on the minimum. <laughs> I said all four of those guys got to go for 20 plus on the minimum. Trey Young, 28 points. DeAndre Hunter, 21 points. Collins, 21 points. The only guy that didn't join the 20 point club was Clint Capella, who had nine points and 11 rebounds. And I thought the Nets did a good job of not making him a factor with their lineups, with their lineups. So here's the thing, guys, and I know a lot of you guys are going to have a hard, some of you guys are going to have a hard time understanding this. When a team goes small, meaning they have a, a, a guy playing center who's like 6'9", a la Jeff Green, nine times out of ten, you're not going to have a seven-footer out there trying to stick him. You're not going to do it. You're simply not going to have, because however good you think Clint Capella is defensively, there's a difference between playing defense in the paint and playing perimeter defense. One guy who, uh, one of the bigs who I thought uh, who who played amazing perimeter defense back in the day was Al Horford. Al Horford, you have him on the perimeter. He can keep guys Maybe, you know, guys who are maybe small forwards, power forwards, he can keep those guys honest. You gotta, you don't want a guy like Clint Capella running out to try to, you know, hit Jeff Green in the corner three. You don't want that because you're gonna, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. So everybody who is upset, let's get, let's get, hey, let's tackle this elephant right now. Let's tackle it right now. Everybody that was upset that Clint Capella was not in the game in the overtime has no idea of matchups. It was a matchup. Not only was it a matchup thing, Clint Capella was tired. He was fatigued. How do we know? We asked Coach Pierce after the game. Shout out to Brad uh, Brad Roland, uh, the guy who runs Lockdown Hawks podcast. Brad's a good friend of the show. He said, look, uh, Capella was fatigued because they had gone small, and he's running out trying to, you know, contest threes. He's, he's doing a whole lot of running that he's not used to doing. He's not used to doing that. So we take him out because he was tired. Because he was tired, we take him out. 
We put Collins in at about three or four minutes left in the game. We managed to get ourselves, you know, into overtime. And we roll with the five that we put in the overtime. It's as simple as that. Because they still had Jeff Green out there. So what are you going to do? You're going to say, oh, are you ready to go, man? Because we really need you out there to run out there and chase this guy, even though it's not something that you normally do. We want you to do it. Because so-and-so is on his couch and he says Clint Capella needs to be getting being there because the Hawks aren't getting long rebounds. It doesn't work like that, guys. It simply doesn't work like that. So I have no problem at all. I have no problem at all with the five coach, uh, with the five that, that Pierce went with at overtime. I have no problem with it at all. It's a matchup thing. It's a matchup thing. Furthermore, furthermore, I think that when you look at how um, just, I mean, th- this wasn't Clint's best game, Clint Capella's best game, you know, nine points, 11 boards. Um, they do a Brooklyn does a lot of moving, a lot of pick and rolls. He's got to, you know, dive off of. And so it's a tough matchup for him. I thought it was a tough matchup. It's not going to be a tough matchup every night, but it was a tough matchup tonight, you know? And my point is this, before I go into, I'll just say this before I go into the recap, listen to me and listen to me closely. (laughs) And I thought Brad had a great tweet, Brad Rowland. He said, uh, according to Twitter, the the Hawks coaches are 0-9 and the Atlanta Hawks are 9-0. Listen to me and let me be clear when I say this. You guys have to stop wanting to fire the coach every time the Hawks lose. Every time the Hawks lose, it's like clockwork. I wish you could have seen my face as I was watching my timeline. I was like, well, here they go. They're going to find a reason. There it goes. Lloyd Pierce, you got to go. Oh, the only problem we have is coach doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, and you do. And you do. Like, (laughs) you do. That's the thing. So if coach doesn't know what he's doing, that would mean that you know what you're doing. So that means you know better than the coach. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. Like, if if that's what it is, that's what it is. If that's what it is, that's what it is. But listen to me. Listen to me. You guys have to stop. And I understand. Like, I understand the fan aspect of it. Fans are passionate, but my job here is not to be passionate. My job here is to be objective. My job is to be objective and to simply not how you play basketball, situational basketball. And as a fan, I saw nobody tweeting about the two turnovers the Hawks had in the overtime. You turned the ball over twice. Brooklyn scores on those turnovers and you end up losing the game by four. You don't think that was an you don't think that was an issue? Oh, but y'all worry about the long rebounds from three pointers. Y'all worried about the long rebounds. So we can we can throw it on Lloyd. Every time, look, if you have an agenda, you're always gonna find a way to put it on Lloyd. Period. You're always gonna find a way to put it on Lloyd. You are always going to do it. Never mind the play he drew up. Uh, to, to get that alley-oop to Cam and, and all the, the other things that go on to the game that you have no idea that coaches do, and they do pretty damn well. Y'all want to fire this man because 
<laughs> he didn't put in Clint Capella. <laughs> Let's get into this recap, man. Let's get into this recap. Listen, for most of the game, and I'm not going to go quarter by quarter and, and go through all of the details because I think it's kind of counterproductive. But listen, the scoring was back and forth all game long. Like all game long. I mean, it was obvious in the front in the beginning of the game. The defense was definitely not <laughs> – it was obvious that we were definitely not watching two defensive juggernauts. <laughs> we definitely weren't watching two offensive juggernauts, man. We simply weren't doing it. At the end of one, Atlanta had 27, Brooklyn had 26. Um, you know, the first quarter is always a good feeling out. It's always a good feeling out. At the end of two, Brooklyn had 29, Hawks had 28. So at the, at the half, it's 55-55. You got to feel good about yourself if you're the Hawks. Coming off of, of a back-to-back, Hawk, we all know the Hawks traditionally don't play well on the, on the second half of a back-to-back, but I thought that they stayed engaged. I thought the energy looked good. I was waiting around the third or fourth quarter for their legs to get heavy, and they didn't. They didn't. So you go into the half. James Harden has 18. KD's got 14. Kyrie's got nine. For the for the for the good guys, you had DeAndre had 15. Cam at 14. JC had 12. Trey was nine and six. And I will just say this. Cam Reddish. And, and it, do I want to talk? I'm no, I'm I'm away. I'm away. I'm away. Because I got something to say about Cam Reddish too. I got something to say about Cam Reddish too. But uh at the half, you 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 the, the, the numbers, there's not that much disparity in the numbers. Nets are shooting 47%. Hawks are shooting 40%. Nets are shooting 46% from three. Hawks are shooting 31. Uh, one of the big disparities was the free throw attempts, though. Uh, Hawks were getting to the line, man. They were getting to the line to the point of uh, at, at the half, Hawks were 14 to 15 from the line. Brooklyn was five or six. So all of the all of the numbers and everything, it was very close. It was a very entertaining to watch. And before I go on, let me give a shout out to my man Stinger, Mike Glenn. Stinger to Mike Glenn. He is a joy to listen to. There is a there is a notable difference. <laughs> there is a notable difference when he's on that broadcast. And uh he's just a joy to watch. He's a joy to listen to. I love that man. And uh one of the one he is a scholar and a gentleman. And that's one of the things I miss from going down and covering games. Uh, I would always see him at the games, and he would always have that same seat. And I made it a point to always go by and speak to Stinger. Always had a good word to say, and uh, he he's just really good on the call. I really enjoyed him tonight. Um, yeah, second half, much of the same, much of the same. Scoring start to ramp up a little bit. Hawks put up thirty two in that third quarter. They're coming out with a four point lead. Brooklyn pushes back in that fourth quarter. They put up thirty three. Hawks put up twenty nine. And in the fourth, I, and, and, and this is part of my notes, man, and, and I mentioned Brown earlier. I was like, yo, man, he's starting to eat up Trey. Like, he's starting to eat him up. Like, they, they got to either figure something out. You know, you already got Trey on the weakest, you know, offensive guy. And if if teams start to pick on Trey, that's going to be a problem. Like, Trey's going to have to figure something out, you know. Um, but, however, they still managed to, to, to make a run. Uh, about uh, about five minutes into the fourth quarter, they make this. They go on about a nine-two run. Uh, they go up by three, and as soon as I was about to tweet something about the nine-two run, 
they get the ball, they swing the ball to Katie, and he hits a three from like, and that wasn't top of the key. It was kind of like almost in the corner on the side or whatever. Top of the key ties up. They go back and forth. The score was tied all the way up to uh, 120 left to, uh, to to finish the game. And uh, we all saw, I think it was, what was it, the last? I forget how much time was on the clock. I didn't write it down in my, in my notes. Cam Reddish had a, a beautiful drive to the hoop, finishing with his left hand, outstretched the long arms of Kevin Durant, one of his idols. And it was just a beautiful play. Oh, my gosh. It was so beautiful. So happy for the kid tonight. He looked good. He had that pep in his step. And uh, he had a little bounce. He, uh, he obviously had fresh legs because he didn't play. And uh, it was just good to see him flourish tonight. And obviously, we know how overtime went. Um, they get outscored 16-12, to 12, difference of four points. Uh, you have uh, two bad turnovers. The, the Hawks still fought, though. They still fought. Trey made a couple of big buckets uh, in, in the overtime um, in the overtime period, but it simply just wasn't enough. It simply just wasn't enough. When those guys, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, when those guys come downhill <laughs> – God bless you, because, I mean, man, it is just something to watch. Like, the way they run the pick and roll, the way they always find the open man, um, it's a tough cover, man. It's a tough cover. But um, I thought the Hawks fought valiantly, like, to say least. Like, and, and this ain't no, you know, this ain't no, uh, you know, uh, what's the word, participation trophy. You know, you still want to win the ball game. You still want to win the ball game, and I say yesterday, uh, out of this three-game matchup between uh, the Bucks, the uh, the Bucks, the Nets, and the, who who did they beat last night? Oh, my mind skipped me. Oh, the Clippers. Uh, like, man, if you get one out of three, you good. They got their one out of three. They could have got their two out of three, but I mean, they good to me. Um, you know, you just came up a little bit short. You just came up against a little bit short, and that's really nothing to really hang your head on. You learn from these experiences. And understand this. You got to understand this, that it's a game of inches, and you cannot you cannot make mistakes in that overtime. Like, like you can't make mistakes Like when it comes down to that. Like when it comes down to the smallest mistake. Those two turnovers are really the difference in the overtime. Really the difference in the overtime. You know? But, uh, you know, Hawks played well tonight, man. I was very pleased with how they did. Um, and one thing about Cam Reddish before we go to another break, here from one of our sponsors. Here's my thing about Cam Reddish. And here is what I want from Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish had a great game. He had a great game. What did he finish with? 22 points? Let me, let me pull up that box score. I think he finished with 22 points. Um, No, 24. Excuse me. 24 points, 9 of, four shoot, nine of 17 shooting in 35 minutes. This is what Cam can be. The problem is this. And, and this isn't nothing against, you know, all the Cam fan group <laughs> i love y'all but here's the thing cam has a game like this and we don't really know how to take it in stride right like you don't know how to take it in stride you know 
he scores 24 points and it's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? The blah, blah, blah. And you're beating the chest. And then the next game, he may go like two for 18, two for 15 with six points. And then it's just like, you see where I'm going here? Like, do you see where I'm going here? So listen to me closely. The next step in Cam's maturation is to find consistency. Listen to me closely. The next step in his maturation process is to find consistency. Like just because it clicked for Hunter doesn't mean it's going to click for Cam around the same time. They're different players. They're different ages, different, different experience. They're, they're two different type of players. But the next step for Reddish is going to be he's got to be more consistent. He's got to get a little bigger to stay healthy, man. you got to stay on that court. got to stay on that court. But it was good to see him flourish tonight. 24 points, six rebounds. There was times where he was absolutely the best player on the court. So um, we're going to take a quick little break, hear from one of our sponsors, and we'll be back. You're listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode number 17. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is time. It is time for us to give out our awards. If you're new to the podcast, what we do every uh, podcast, well, each each of the post-game podcasts we do, um, we give out player awards. So we do a Fab Five, we do a Good, Bad, and Ugly, and we give away our player of the game. So it's kind of self-explanatory. So uh, just follow along new. You can see uh, what we got going on. So let's start with let's start with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's start with the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good tonight, I will say, as a collective, there's not one guy I'm going to single out. As a collective, I liked the energy. Five quarters of good, energetic basketball. Your starters last night played thirty five plus thirty five plus minutes. And tonight on a back-to-back, you had Collins give you 39, Hunter with 45, Trey with 44, Herder with 39, and Capella with 30. Cam Reddish, he had fresh legs, so uh, he gave you 35. But the good for tonight, for me, for me, was the energy, and you'd like to see your team compete. You'd like to see your team compete. So that was the good for me. The bad... I'm, I'm, I'm going to go off the court for this one. I don't like the way y'all was talking about Lloyd tonight. And then, and, 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 we know, we going to go back and forth. We can go back and forth if you want. You know, you can call me a Lloyd apologist. But look, listen, li- listen, Linda, 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 listen. <laughs> you can't want to fire the coach after every single loss. You can't do it, man. Like, that's not a good look. It's not a good look. I thought that was a bad for tonight, man. Lloyd didn't deserve that, man. He coached a good game tonight, man. Like, and if if he did, I'm I'm gonna call it like it is. Like, if there's something, I don't mean, I don't even, nah, man. He, he he played the matchups, man. Y'all trying to bang this man on the matchups. So I don't like the way folks came at Lloyd tonight. So to me, that was the bad. The ugly, the ugly for me, the ugly was those overtime turnovers. Oh, they were bad. Like I'm like like yo, it's the it's the crunch time situational basketball you can't turn the ball over and furthermore you can't turn the ball over twice in an overtime when you have Kyrie on the other side you have James Harden you have Kevin Durant you can't do that you can't do that like Kevin Durant said you know who I am 
Kevin Durant. <laughs> so that was the good, the bad, and the ugly for me, man. So that was the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, the Fab Five. Fab Five for me tonight. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with this five. Okay. I'm gonna go with this five. I'm, I'm gonna start with Cam Reddish. I'm gonna. I got Cam. 24 points tonight in 35 minutes, 9 of 17 from the field, 2 of 7 from 3. He got to the line four times, uh, six rebounds. Um, yeah, he's in that fab five tonight for me, uh, Cam Reddish. Um, Trey Young, I thought Trey was good. 14 assists, 14 assists, three turnovers. Camp, come on. What, what are you going to say? You know, 14 assists, three turnovers, still managed to get 28 points. I wasn't that efficient shooting the ball, but hey, 28-14, not going to bang him on that. Not going to bang him on that. DeAndre Hunter, 21 points, five rebounds, four assists. Starting to get annoyed. Starting to get annoyed at y'all asking questions and being surprised at the play of DeAndre Hunter. Like, okay, like, okay. Like, this is who he is now, guys. This is who he is. He's good. He's good. Like, let him be good. Like, we don't have to be surprised every game. Uh, 21 for DeAndre. He's definitely going to get in there. Uh, John Collins, 21 points, 8 rebounds, uh, 9 of 14 shooting, uh, 2 of 3 from the three-point line. I thought John really played in – I thought he played in rhythm. Like, the threes he took were good threes. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I want him to be a little bit more uh, decisive, but uh, have no problems with John Collins' game tonight. 21 points, 8 rebounds. Um if, if anything, I would like to see him be a more tenacious rebounder. But, hey, everybody's got flaws. Everyone's got flaws. So, um, to me, that is my five. That is my five. No disrespect to Clint Capella. Nine points, 11 rebounds. This this just wasn't his best game to me. It wasn't his best game offensively. Um, I, I just didn't like the matchup. I didn't like the matchup. He played against a guy who does a lot of what he does or was able to neutralize him in some circles. But, to me, my five, my fab five. Reddish, Herder, Young, Collins, and DeAndre Hunter. Last but definitely not least, player of the game. Player of the game. Player of the game. Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. <laughs> uh, player of the game for me was Cam Reddish. Uh, 24.6 rebounds again. Uh, I, 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 there were times where he was the best player on the court. Um, man, when he has it going like that, man, again, he gives me a lot of Tracy McGrady vibes, man. He gives me a lot of Tracy McGrady vibes. And I will tell you this. If you can be patient with this guy, if you can be patient, and I don't know, fans don't have the gift of being patient. Organizations and, and or don't really have the gift of being patient. But if somebody can be patient with this young guy, he really gives me Tracy McGrady vibes, man. Like, really. And tonight you saw just how special he can be. So salute Mr. Reddish, 24 points tonight off the bench. And the Hawks needed every every one of those points, man, every one of those points. But Hawks fall 132-28 to to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they moved to 9-9, which isn't the worst thing in the world, guys. It's not the worst thing in the world. You're still uh, – it, it's early, you know, so it's not even time to scoreboard watch. It's not even time to, to, to look at the standings. But 9-9. Uh, um, you have Washington on Friday night, and then you take on the Lakers on Monday. So we'll let the chips fall where they may. And uh, I think that is about it, man. But I want to thank you guys for checking out the Hawks Week podcast. Again, uh, if you have some time, make sure to give us a rating. 
Make sure to share the show with your friends on your timeline, wherever social media you have. And uh, we greatly appreciate you guys. Appreciate all the support. Check out our sponsors as always. And uh, like we always say, man, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and get to know him. Show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. Peace. We out. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.